Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last study, we asked the questions, What is the focus of our lives? Why do we do what we do? And what drives us? We learned that Paul's focus was on magnifying the Lord Jesus by the way he lived. That's what drove him. Today on Drawing Near, Paul elaborates on how the Lord will use him to magnify Christ. So let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 1 and prepare for Progress and Joy of Faith. As we open our Bibles, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you today thankful for your tender mercies, which are new every morning. We thank you, Father, for the grace and mercy that we do not deserve. And yet through your love and your sovereignty, you extend these to us. And through the work of your Holy Spirit and by faith, we live out our lives under the umbrellas of your grace and mercy. Father, help us to be ever mindful of this great privilege that we have to be your children. And Father, help us, like Paul, to focus our lives on magnifying Jesus in all that we say, think, and do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The last time we concluded our study by sharing from Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, which says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's a very well-known verse of Scripture, but what does it really mean? As we talked about last time, Paul's attitude was, as long as he was in this body, in this world, he was to live to glorify Christ. It wasn't about himself, his ambitions, his desires. Paul literally sought to live out Jesus' call for us to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow him. But Paul doesn't simply say to live as Christ. He says, and to die as gain. Death is not a popular subject to talk about. Oftentimes, when it is brought up, people start to squirm a little bit and try to change the subject. It gives us an indication of everyone's attitude toward death. It's a sad thing. It's a gloomy thing, at least in all of our minds. But that was not the case for Paul. Paul's attitude was, to die is gain. To die was a profit, an increase, a greater thing than to live here. To live here was to work. To die was to go on and not have to work anymore, to inherit his eternal rest. That's the place that he comes from here. But notice what he says in verse 22 of chapter 1. He says, but if I live on in the flesh... This will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what shall I choose I cannot tell. So although dying is gain, Paul acknowledges if the Lord allows him to live on in this flesh, well, the end result will be increased fruit from all of his work. You see, Paul worked for the Lord. He didn't just serve. He didn't just attend. He didn't just participate. He saw his service to the Lord as labor, and he was dedicated. He was a good worker for the Lord. And so he said, there's going to be fruit from all of my work 
if I continue on in the flesh. Then he adds something very, very curious. He says, yet what shall I choose I cannot tell? As if it was up to Paul to decide. But that's really not what he's saying at all. He's not saying, I don't know which to choose. The Lord's given me an option. But rather he's saying, I cannot tell which is better. The gain from dying and going on and being with Christ, or the living here in the flesh, which will mean increased fruit for my labor. You see, in Paul's mind, both the fruit from his labor and dying and going on to be with the Lord were blessings. They were increases in his life. They were both things that magnified the Lord Jesus Christ, one by his life and one by his death. In verse 23, Paul writes, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. It's as if he's reasoning these things out in his mind as he's writing. He's not preaching a sermon. He's not delivering some kind of message. He's writing a letter to the church in Philippi. He's trying to thank them and encourage them, share what's going on in his heart and life, And no doubt in prison, he has had a lot of time for reflection, for thinking some things through. And so while he's imprisoned, he says, I'm hard-pressed between these two. I want to go on and be with Christ. I want to continue to be fruitful in my labor here. Then he says, but I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Ultimately, he knows anything we have in heaven far surpasses all of our earthly experiences. So Paul's desire, his longing, was to depart this world and be with Christ, because that is far better. Verse 24, things change just a little bit. He goes, nevertheless, regardless of my desire, regardless of what's in my heart, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Paul says the Philippian church, or those like the believers in Philippi, needed Paul more than he needed to go on and be with the Lord. Their needs in his heart seemed to outweigh his own. So their needs trumped his desire. Verse 25, and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. And here we clearly see two different things. The first is, Paul is acknowledging what he expects to clearly happen. He expects to get out of prison and to continue his ministry here on earth in the flesh. But he's also acknowledging that as a servant of Christ, his needs are secondary to the needs of those who need him to minister to them. That's a servant's heart. A servant may have a desire for one thing, but the servant does what the master calls them to do. So Paul expects to stay because the believers in Philippi and other believers on this earth need his ministry. And we're told at the end of verse 25, his staying will result in their progress and joy of faith. One, they're going to be joyful because Paul is released from prison and he remains on this earth. That is going to bring all of those who love Paul great joy, which is another side of this living as Christ 
and dying is gain issue that we've been looking at. Dying might be gain for us, but it is definitely sorrowful for those who remain here on earth. And it's okay to sorrow when we lose someone in this life. But we sorrow with hope. We sorrow with the knowledge that the believing person goes on to be with Christ. So our sorrow is mixed with hope and joy. But there is sorrow. And so his staying is going to result in their joy and also in their progress of faith. As he stays and ministers on behalf of the Lord, they are going to be taught, they are going to be encouraged, they are going to grow in the faith, they are going to progress. We must understand that as long as we as believers are here on the earth, we are to make progress in our faith, and we are to live out that faith in joy. That's what we have been called to do. And why wouldn't we progress? Why wouldn't we continue to follow Jesus, walk in the Spirit, grow in the Word, through the fellowship of the body of Christ, be encouraged and strengthened, and progress in our faith? And why wouldn't we be joyful? Even in our sorrow, we know that our believing loved ones go on to be with the Lord, and we have the joy of knowing that we are secure in our faith, and we are eternally secure unto eternal life. That should bring us great joy, no matter what our circumstances. Then in verse 26, he says, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Part of the reason why Paul was staying here was simply to bring joy to the believers when he returned to them again. Now, doesn't that tell us something about God? That God cares about our sorrow? That God cares about our hurt, our pain? And that sometimes God works for our progress and our joy. Sometimes God does in our lives what simply brings us joy. And that's part of what this was going to do. Paul's return from prison, instead of being executed, was going to result in the Philippians rejoicing even more abundantly in Jesus Christ, worshiping the Lord more fully because Paul had been delivered. Do not think that our prayers are of no avail before God. Pouring out our heart, pouring out our longing, does matter to the Father. And often, because of our passion and our desire, God answers our prayer just because he loves us and wants to bring us joy. But we need to acknowledge that although God desires to bring us joy by answering our prayer, there are times when God does not give us what we desire because his will and his purpose is greater than our need for joy. We need to have faith that when we pray, our prayers matter, but God's will is wiser than our desires. Father in heaven, again I thank you for your word that opens our eyes, gives us understanding, causes us to think and engage through your Holy Spirit all of those things that challenge us. I thank you for provoking us, moving us to love and good works, to faith in Christ, to committed living and holiness. Father, I pray that you will continually work in and through us to magnify Christ, to glorify yourself. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.